I turned it, but I turned it on my papers right at the end, like 20 no times. <laughs> <laughs> However, I did always have at least a few students who tried real hard and failed. So. Hmm. Again, it wasn't, wasn't their topic they wanted to help. <laughs> Others with authority, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not so good. I had a neighbor come over and spend some time with us recently, and he was sharing some stories about growing up in Central America. Hmm. We had to deal with some of the policemen there who were corrupt. Hmm. And some of those policemen, they would take him and his friends and they would do things to them and he thought for sure at one point that he, would may, he may lose his life. Hmm. So authority can be a wonderful thing to use for the good of others and it can also be misused hmm. and create major problems. Jesus is described as one with authority in our gospel lesson for today. And we see it from all the readings that he has authority. He is one who comes in the line of Moses, one of the brothers, as it were, from the line. Okay? And he is one who speaks God's word for him. He has authority because he is God to speak for God. He is also one who works through the Apostle Paul and he shares. He has the authority to share how you and I are supposed to live as a community. <laughs> Doesn't that excite you? <laughs> the answer is a resounding yes. Yes. Right? 
Because living selfishly, hey, I can do whatever I want. If I want to eat meat and do whatever I want to do, I can do it, even if it harms another person. You know that that never feels as good as you think it will. Yep. But do you know that when you and I sacrifice and put myself on the back shelf while I love and serve those around me? Feels good. There's an awesome sense of joy that comes from that. Mm. You know that joy is twofold, I think. It's joy seeing another person blessed. Mm. It's joy saying, you know what? I'm currently in this time living rightly under the God who has authority over every aspect of my life. Mm. So you and I are called to live, to love God with all of our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And we, when we don't choose to live selfishly, hmm. but we live for the sake of our neighbors, as we're reminded to in 1 Corinthians 8, that is awesome. Hmm. It's living well under one with authority. We are changed by the gospel. And the gospel is what God uses to save us. You see, ultimately God, Jesus has authority because he's come to save us. He saves us from our sins. He saves us from those evil spirits. He saves us from so many things in life, all that we call upon him to help us, to save us from. Now, what I'd like you to hear is that that authority has been given to Jesus. Remember the end of Matthew's gospel? Jesus came near and said to them, the disciples, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Hmm. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, Jesus said. Therefore, go. Do you think that applies only to those 11 disciples? No. Don't agree with Jackson? <laughs> Does it just apply to those 11? When Jesus, when Jesus ascends into heaven, he sends the Spirit. Was that just on 11? Nope. No, that was in all those in the upper room, and they came and, and they, they spoke in other tongues, and then others came to faith. And were they supposed to go as well? Yes. Yes. Guess what that means for you and me? We can do it. Don't really fight this morning. I'll do it. We can do it. Jackson's got the energy. <laughs> 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 it's it's just, it was. It was a little too. So we get the privilege of going. Now, Greg, thank you. You've had, you've had him come here before and share with you. And, mm -hmm. and whenever I see him, it's like I get a booster shot. Oh, yeah. A reminder of what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay? So we want to respond to what God's doing around us, right? Right. But I tend to fail to respond if I'm not doing the first two things. Okay? The first two things are, and he has authority to say, do this. He actually says this to us in Matthew chapter 6. Okay? In that whole section where it says, don't worry. I take care of the birds of the air. I take care of the mm. flowers in the field. Okay? Don't worry. Did any of you here happen to know what Matthew 6.33 says? Mm. But... Seek first the kingdom, the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added to you as well. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first God's kingly rule. Seek what God is doing in Jesus all around us. Hmm. You know, sometimes I have a hard time responding to what God is doing because I'm not aware, I'm not seeking 
what God might be doing in the lives of those around me. Am I the only one that misses out on those opportunities because I'm just not seeking? No, I don't. So part of what we do when we wake up in the morning is we put the armor of God on, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth, feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, shield of faith, sword of the spirit, and then I remember to pray for God to help me seek. God, what are you up to today? What are you doing in Bob's life? What are you doing in Bob's life? Is it as Bob should have been? Only two. Only two. Wish there were like four. That'd be great. Then it would basically Bob. So, <laughs> what's God doing in church? What's God doing in your family life? Because God's at work, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder what he's doing that I didn't get to be part of that's way bigger than just me and way more than just now. Wouldn't it be great if our life was bigger than me, bigger than now? And it is, right? Yep. Because God has authority, Jesus has authority to work in the lives of those around us and to remind us that we have a life much bigger than our own personal pleasure, safety, So, seek the kingdom. God has, God says, seek the kingdom. When you're worried, seek the kingdom. Mm-hmm. When you get up in the morning and you want to be about making disciples, what God calls you to do, seek the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know what we want to do is we want to recognize what God might be doing. Mm-hmm. Right? What that takes is just an eye for, huh, I wonder what's happening. Kurt seems stressed today. He doesn't, but let's say he did. Right? <laughs> and it might behoove me to actually inquire and say, What's going on here? So I can recognize it. Or I might recognize that what's happening in your life is an opportunity for me to share that there's something going on that God is working on even in the midst of your suffering. Hmm. I've had this problem for such a long time. And that is, I like to fix things or make everything better. you're a male, that probably describes you. <laughs> like to fix things. Make it better. You just, I gave you a little information about Barbara Johnson earlier. Hmm. Anybody here can fix her problem? No. Can we keep encouraging her to look at life through the lens of Jesus? Yes. To have hope and to remind her that there is one who will one day fix all of her problems mm-hmm. and we will live and reign with him together one day. Can we do that? Okay. Can we recognize that I can't do certain things but I can do other things to bring the kingdom to respond well to people in their needs? Mm. Does God have authority to share that with us? Yes. Sure he does. So all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. But I want to share another passage with you. And this one comes from the book of Hebrews. It says this. I'm sorry. Jesus, who did not become a priest based on a legal regulation about physical descent, but based on the power of an indestructible life. Hmm. So, 
You see, Jesus wasn't from the tribe of Levi. Jesus was a priest in the order of Melchizedek. You may have heard that name before, but you're kind of clueless. You're like, who is this? Well, Melchizedek, it doesn't show any beginning or no end. And so Jesus is like that. <laughs> no beginning, no end. And because he has this indestructible life, no end, okay, he stands as a priest forever with that power. Power of an indestructible life. Mm. You know what this priest does for us? This priest sacrificed for us to make us right with God. And this priest continues to intercede for us moment by moment, day for day, day by day. You know that right now Jesus is praying for you, and I hope he's praying for you that you'll be able to get something out of this message today. Mm. That you'll live well under him in his kingdom. Does Jesus then have the uh, ability to speak with us in different ways to live? Yes. Yes. Like these ways. Let us consider what let us consider how to provoke one another onto love and good works. Not neglected to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day approaching. It's fun for me to keep my head down and to, to listen to you as you come into church. You know what I hear? I hear wonderful greetings. Mm. I hear, how are you doing today? Mm. I hear connection points. People are, are checking to, how, to see how you're doing. My hope is that you're also, because the conversation is going, is too much to hear. I hope also that as we get together, how are you, what's going on, how are things, that you're also saying, how is it going as you live for Jesus? Mm. You have people that encourage you or challenge you to keep serving well. And for this one, I don't need to see your faces just up and down or side to side. <laughs> you have people in your life that encourage and challenge you God calls us to, right? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. We're also in Ephesians 4, we're reminded that the body builds itself up as each part does its work. Jesus has authority to put us in a body so that we can help each other to grow. Anybody here need to grow, not physically, but spiritually? Anybody need to grow relationally? Are you seeking help from your brothers and sisters in this room? Fantastic. It doesn't have to be here. It can be your brothers and sisters that are Christians some other place. But I hope each of you remember that you're part of the body of Christ and we need one another to build each other up. So important. Now, there's in order for him to have authority, he needs us to listen to him. Remember how it says that in, in the Deuteronomy passage? If you be one, a prophet like me, listen to him. When Jesus was baptized, the Father said, this is my son whom I love, listen to him. When Jesus was transfigured, the Father said, listen to him. Okay? We should listen to him. And I want you to hear what it says about him in Colossians 1. It would be really great 
I would love to have you memorize this with me. I'm going to work on doing it. But listen to the words about who Jesus is in Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 20. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed. mention this to you because earlier this week I read a little something and it said you need to ask yourself some questions. Who is God? Who am I? Where did we all come from? Why are we here? Where are we going? How should we relate to each other? Hmm. Let's just ask those first two questions. Who is God? Who am I? As I was relating this this week, and I had some uptimes and downtimes, kind of normal, okay? As I went through my downtimes, I noticed that when I go through my downtimes, if I start in those moments to say, who is God? And then who am I? That has an immediate impact in my life and changes everything. Hmm. You ever have it? When something goes wrong and you begin to focus in on yourself and you spiral downward, am I the only one that does that or does anybody else do that? There's a couple of us. Okay? So if you do that, what would happen if you stopped your inner focus and looked out who Jesus is? Because you see, Jesus is the he represents all the Godhead is revealed in him. So if I want to know what God is like, I want to listen to what scripture says. Let him have authority to tell me who he is. And then, when I know who he is, he is loving. He is forgiving. He is faithful when I am faithless. He is good. He is my shepherd. All these things. You know what? When I begin to say, who am I? It's hard for me to say that he is my savior. He is faithful when I am faithless. He is good, and I am garbage. <laughs> It's really hard for me to say that. Because he redeemed me. He loves me. He's working for good in my life. Do you ever look at who you are outside of and without the aid of who you are in Christ? My hope is getting it's getting less and less. It is for me. So the struggle is getting better. You see, if I say, who is God? And therefore then, who am I? Then I can ask these better questions. Where do we all come from? God, why are we here? To bring him glory. To love one another. Why are we here? I won't get any closer. Sorry. To worship the Lord. Bring your worship the Lord. Why else are we here? To love and serve others. You know why we're not here? To live for ourselves. We live for ourselves. We want to groan about what we don't get right. We complain about what doesn't go our way. Yep. We're here to repent. 
And so we can repent and trust the one who is so good that he gives us our awesome purpose in life. That's not what we talked about. Where are we going? New heaven, new earth. Be with the Lord forever. New heavens, new earth. To live and reign with him forever. And how should we relate to each other? When I've already gone from who is God to who am I to where do we come from to why are we here to where are we going, it totally changes how I answer that. How should we relate to other people? Because I've been changed and introduced to God hmm. in the equation. Does God have authority? Does Jesus have authority to change the way I think about myself and my situation? Yes. And the answer for this was brought up in Martin Luther. He learned from his brother that his mother was sick and near death. And so he sent a letter to her. And he said this, God is not a judge nor cruel God, but is a savior. He is not the man who accuses and threatens us, but rather the man who reconciles us with God. That's what Colossians 1 says. And intercedes for us with his own death and blood shed for us that we should not fear him, but approach him with all assurance and call him dear Savior, sweet comforter, faithful bishop of our souls. When you think of God, what thoughts come to mind? Those that Luther was talking about? Mm -hmm. Lastly, I, I read this somewhere. I don't know where, but I want to read this to you. It says this. The most important question to ask when examining the heart is, what is functionally ruling this person's heart in this situation? In other words, who has authority? God. Whatever controls my heart will control my responses to people and situations. God changes us not just by teaching us to do different things, but by recapturing our hearts to serve him alone. The deepest issue of the human struggle are not issues of pain and suffering, but the issue of worship. Because what rules our hearts will control the way we respond to both suffering and blessing. So here's my final question for you. Think about this last week. Think about this last week and your interactions with others. I know it's COVID. You didn't have any interactions, right? <laughs> you probably did. They were just so much different. Think about those interactions. Think about the self-talk. Think about your time. Who's been an authority in your life? And my hope is that the answer is Jesus has been this and if it has not been that, you know what great thing God has for us? He simply says, repent and receive the forgiveness I have for you and live in my unconditional love and forgiveness bought for you.